Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event, For Her, By Her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses' employment and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. So here's a sentence I never thought I would say. We just placed the order for my daughter's kindergarten graduation cap and gown. Oh, no, you didn't. You... I specifically remember you making so much fun of families. Like, you're like, never. Well, I didn't have a choice, first of all. Let me start with that. Well, I don't disagree, (laughs) but I just think it's funny because I definitely remember you being like, well, and I I did a kindergarten graduation and my mom made such a big deal about it. And I was like, you are so annoying. You're just so sentimental and you hang on to everything. And here my kid is. And I'm just like, they submitted the order forms last week. We had to buy the like, you can choose to do like just the gown or the gown with the cap and the tassel. And then like the teachers are going to provide these like scrolls that they're going to carry. Stop it. I cannot wait to see Yeah. So they're putting on this like whole performance with some songs and I don't know, like a tour of their classroom because there's so many parents you know, we've been there so for two and a half years. And so we at least got a good chunk of time before three and a half years, actually, a year and a half before COVID changed how everything works at her school. But there are parents who have only been there during the pandemic and policies are just different. How it works are just different. Activities are different. Everything is different. And so there are so many parents who haven't even gotten the opportunity to like really see how it works at her school. And so they're doing like a tour of here's a day in the life of your kid is what they're doing. And I'm like, that is so cute. (laughs) It is so cute. Also related, but unrelated your spouse messaged me last night on Slack and said, please pray for me. I have to do wash day. Yeah. 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 And I was he, like, Oh, good luck with that. Good luck getting her ready. Cause I mean, it's just around the corner. When is her graduation? Is it this weekend or next? No, it, or next it's, week? it's still not until the end of May, but Oh, okay. okay. Her hair was, so her hair time. was a couple of days behind because we were out of town and then some personal life things came up and it just, things got in the way. But I messaged him because I'm out of town and I was like, bro, you need to do this and please don't wait until I get back to do it because I will not be happy. And so he tackled it. He's definitely done it before by himself, but it's just, it's not fun. Yeah. It's not fun to do by yourself. Oh, regardless. no. Absolutely not. I just, I was like, good luck with that. Yeah. So I think I called him at like 630. I'm like, how's it going? He's like, it went. She's watching shows and she never gets to watch shows during the school week, like literally ever. And so I'm like, well, she's probably loving life right now. So (laughs) I bet you're fine. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to go ahead and dive in today because I feel like this episode might run long because we're going to come up with so many things even as we're talking. Oh, oh Is there any housekeeping we need to do first? Well, I think the main thing is if y'all haven't started following us over on TikTok, my ego could really use the boost of another follower. <laughs> so go find us over at The Boss Project on mm-hmm. TikTok. Give us a Leave follow. Leave a comment. I've been ask a question. Yes, we'll please, reply please, to your comment and question com- with a video just for you. Yes, please do it. I've honestly been having so much fun, but I'm like nervous for it to take off because I just I just know it's gonna be it's mm-hmm. gonna be different, it's a different than platform. Anything yeah, in a while. I'm excited. I'm excited to do so. the breakdown for y'all of what what we learned, what happens and just our takeaways. So it basically one of those, what are those like articles where it's like, I watched this show. So you didn't have to, I order this meal. So you didn't have to. Oh no. hundred percent. We got on TikTok. So you don't, so have, you don't have, have to. percent. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Well, all speaking right. of other well, business strategies. Okay. Yeah. So you all know, we talk literally all the time about how we made a giant pivot in our business after serving clients one-on-one and we ultimately changed the entire landscape of our business. And it meant a whole revitalization. We learned a lot. We didn't realize that's what we were accidentally doing. And we talk often about how, like, if we went back in time, here's what we would do differently. If we had just changed this thing, or if we had changed this, but there's also kind of a part two of that, where when we got to a certain stage of business, we kind of froze up and felt like we were on an island that we didn't really know what the next step should be, that everyone else knew all of this information. And we have seen now our clients hit the same phase. They hit a milestone marker and we're going to talk about it. And they come to us or they're asking questions in communities, or they're just talking out loud about how they feel like there's something that they're missing. And that missing piece of information, this formula, a blueprint, some secret that people are keeping is what's going to make that stage of business easier for them. So we've been sitting here thinking about when we were at that same stage, what are all of the things that we wish we could go back and tell ourselves to focus on this, think about this. Here's what doesn't matter. And here's what does matter. So hopefully if you're in this stage, you can use this as your business fairy godmothers of business past (laughs) that we're coming through your living room with our sparkly wands and making all the ruckus and telling you your future. So you can really yeah. decipher what you want to do in this stage. So talk to me about the stage well, a little bit too. Yeah. So specifically, I think <laughs> your gut feeling of I must be missing something is rooted yeah. in the right place. Because I do think there's a lot that you don't know yet when you're at this stage and you feel like million dollar businesses are gatekeeping this information. Some of them are. So like, be aware that some of them are yep. keeping this stuff to themselves. But I am more than happy to tell you anything and all the and things. And we have been that person from <laughs> so day one, truly. And we have talked about this of where we don't know what a boundary is when it comes to business. We don't believe in mm-hmm. secrets. You can literally ask us anything. So truly, 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 if in this episode, but any episode, if you feel like, oh, I want you to explain this more. I want you to talk more about this or answer me this. Do not hesitate to slide over to Instagram at boss project or leave a comment on TikTok at the boss project and ask us. There is no questions off limits. There's nothing that we wouldn't tackle truly when it comes to business and even some of life in business. Like if we don't feel comfortable answering it, we won't answer it, but there's no harm in asking. No, for sure. 
Well, so in terms of the stage, I really think this is when you start to hit a quarter of a million dollars, 250 to maybe even 400,000. This is when you're really feeling mm-hmm. this. In my opinion, kind of regardless of your offer or business type. Like I think these are common feelings that come up and pretty much everything we're talking about applies to every industry. It's just when you hit this stage of business, there are things that change because of the scale that you're at and because of the amount of revenue that's coming in your business. And there are different strategies that make more sense. And so I think if you've gotten through those first six figures and you feel like you got to a point where you're like, I don't know what I need to do to keep growing. Like you kind of feel like you hit a ceiling and people's ceilings are at all different places, (laughs) but this is some of the stuff that I do think will help you break through it. I specifically also want to talk to the overachievers in the crowd who replaced your income and then doubled it and then doubled it again. And then maybe even doubled it again. And you're waking up realizing, is this is what I'm going to keep doing in order for me to double it again? Here's what I have to do. And I want you to take a pause and listen to this and really sit with yourself for a little bit, because some of the things we're going to address are some of the things that you're tying to success that need to be let go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So let's start at the top. We made a whole list here. We might jump around a little bit. We might think of new things, but we're just, we have some notes and we want to make sure we cover it all. Yeah. So the first one, I remember very vividly having conversations mm-hmm. with Emily early in our business. And I was like, do we just mm-hmm. guess? Like, I am so confused. What should the goal be? Why? How do we get there? What is the formula? And I, I remember sitting across the table from you and like, mm-hmm. I think so. Like, yep. I literally think I so. felt like it was like staring <laughs> up from our paper, seeing a number formulate in a cloud above our heads and just plucking one and putting it down on paper. Like that, that was like, sure. 100%. Yeah. Well, first of all, most businesses at this stage and above, they're not guessing. Like they are using some sort of formula. They're using some sort of past performance to judge where they can go Mm -hmm. in the future. And forecasting is both an art and a science, but it is not a guess. And so if you're feeling like you are guessing about how much to price or what your goal should be for growth or how much you should be paying Mm -hmm. yourself or what you should budget for different aspects of your business, Mm-hmm. This is not a guess. And so I wish I had known that there were ways to actually calculate mm-hmm. certain things, but also to not just feel like I was looking at a blank page when it came to yeah. a budget and trying to figure out where well, to spend and money and time. I remember one of the biggest questions I had at that time, not only was what should the goal be, what's realistic, but because at that point we were looking at spending money on things other than ourselves, right? We were either traveling to learn, yeah. going to conference, speaking at things, investing in coaches, hiring. And I think our biggest question for so long was, well, how much ever budget should we be allocating to this thing? I don't know. hundred percent. Let's just, can we hire another contractor? Sure. Let's do that. That sounds good. <laughs> 
Oh, uh-huh. it was a lot. So, and now I could literally spend a whole episode just talking yeah. about all the things that you don't have to guess. So if there's a specific thing that you're like, but what about this? How do I not uh-huh. guess this? Then send me yeah. a DM over on Instagram and we'll talk about it or go. Yeah. Like we'll TikTok. literally talk about the things that you need to be looking at and like the numbers that maybe you need to be crunching in order to get some information about that. Yeah. Now this next one, I think we were a little further along when this happened, but I definitely, again, remember vividly a conversation I was having with Emily about taxes. And, you know, taxes is one of those things that, especially as a business owner, you talk about it because it's necessary. And then you try to just bury the hatchet because you're just, you're frustrated and annoyed and you're going to do it anyway, whatever. But I remember looking at her and similar, she felt the same way. It was like, we had hit this point in our business and we're like, okay, I know we could keep growing. And I know if we make more money, we'll just pay more taxes, whatever. Like we get that that's part of it. But also I feel like people who have bigger businesses are paying less in taxes than we are. What are we missing? Well, I called it like rich people problems or like rich people like secrets. Because even though I didn't, I wasn't necessarily a rich person. I didn't feel like that. Our business was making really good money. And I felt like there is absolutely something here that I'm missing, a secret that I don't know. And if we don't investigate this, we're just going to be like blowing through this money. It's going to cost right, us right. Money. Yeah. Yeah. And so we kind of went down the rabbit hole trying to figure out, we didn't even know what we needed or who we needed to find or what we needed to investigate. And ultimately what we figured out is the person we were actually looking for is called a tax yeah. strategist. Seems so obvious now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem obvious now. Now, sometimes these people are CPAs, but not always. Sometimes it's a coach of sorts that takes special interest in it. Our tax strategist happens to also be our mm-hmm. CPA and accountant, and they actually handle the filing of our business taxes. But they uncovered, you know, some strategies we had heard of, but didn't really Mm -hmm. know how to handle, but definitely a handful that we had never heard of. And we're like, oh, this is even an option. And like, you know, I was nervous going into it that we would hit a wall where I ethically Mm -hmm. felt uncomfortable Mm -hmm. pursuing things and everything they brought up. I was like, well, that seems Mm -hmm. obvious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why didn't I know I could do that? And it's been incredibly helpful to have someone in our corner cheering us on with that. So definitely in the last 12 months, we've saved Mm -hmm. thousands of dollars because we hired this person. It did cost money to have this person on our team. But we have saved yep. far more than And that will continue us. to add up. And just to have someone in your corner too about, I mean, have you all ever said, you know, more money is available to you and you're comfortable in your life. You already have a home, you have your cars, you have all the things. There's nothing really like ready for you to buy. But if you have this money and you're asking, what should I do with it? Should I invest it here? And not just investing. They're not investing professionals. But there are things that you no. can do, purchases you can make that can also help on your taxes for homes, parts of your homes, if vehicles, supplies, whatever in your business, right? And this person can definitely help you brainstorm some of those of like, if you make this life decision, here's how it would impact your business taxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially before we were ready to invest in healthcare, I think this was a big opportunity for us to figure out ways to save on medical expenses 
without having like formal healthcare included in our business. So even if you're like not there yet, I was surprised that I think we probably could have pursued tax strategy maybe even a year or two sooner (laughs) than we did. So Mm -hmm. don't hesitate to look early. Um, But I definitely don't think it makes sense until you're in those. Yeah, I was going to say about 300 to 400, I think is when you should be looking. And we were higher than that when we started. But yeah, I think three to 400 would be a good place to start. And that's top line revenue, not necessarily profit. And honestly, like these folks, you can do a free consultation. So like find someone, find a connection, have a chat with them, see if you're even ready. And I know as someone who, and I've talked about this often on this show of like, I'm sometimes afraid of the numbers. And so I avoid having conversations about them, but these conversations were really empowering and really helped me have my money work for me. Like, which is a really cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Now this next one, how did, how did it make you feel? Well, I added my second point here after you talk about your first, because I definitely have Uh feelings about both, but my relationship with profits have been interesting over the years. It's an evolution. It's an evolution. Now I think profit is essential when you're starting out. Mm -hmm. It is ultimately what pays you personally. I've seen a lot of people Mm -hmm. invest so heavily in their business. They're not making anything or they make money, but then they're not paying themselves and they're keeping a bunch of money in their business. And that's a whole conversation for Mm -hmm. another day. Mm -hmm. But I do believe there is a point in which profit isn't always Mm -hmm. the goal. And that is a very weird transition because when you've been taught like make more, make more, make more. And then it's like, will make more, but spend more too. It's you're like, but yeah, why? (laughs) And so I think it's really interesting. Not, we've never had a year where we intentionally chose to take a loss. Like if we took a loss, it was because there Mm -hmm. was shit (laughs) in our business. But I do want to open Mm -hmm. your eyes that there are businesses much, much, much larger than ours that on Mm -hmm. purpose take losses all the time. And it is a strategy. Now, I'm not saying it's something you should necessarily intentionally pursue. But I do want you to like open your eyes that people are using it as a growth mechanism. People are investing more upfront to facilitate growth. And if you're feeling like your growth is slower, it might be because mm-hmm. you're keeping mm-hmm. too much of your mm-hmm. cash and you do have to reinvest in your business. And I think that's a really weird line to walk because, you know, at some point you're going to hit a comfort zone level. And I know Emily and I have hit it, mm-hmm. I would say two or three times at this point where we're like, well, we're technically making enough to like sustain our lifestyle. And then we adjust our lifestyle a little bit and then we have to hit a new threshold. But like... <laughs> Uh, the the levels are not no. all that different. Like we're talking like a difference of 20,000 uh-huh. a year or something. But I was surprised there was a point where I was like, well, I really can't think of a good reason in this season for us to right. need to make more. What would it look like to invest more in our business and especially mm-hmm. other people? Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that's been a really powerful thing. But I know you have feelings about it. Because my feelings about it, and the reason why I think people struggle with it so much is, again, as overachievers, high achievers, as people who do well, and maybe you saw some rock star first couple of years of your business, you're like what I talked about earlier of having that goal of doubling year over year over year. You look at high profits and doubling your actual revenue as like one of the most important metrics of success for your business. When I cannot Mm -hmm. tell you how many times I've seen businesses who tote that they have such ridiculously high profit margins, but their business is an absolute shit show. And it's not around long term. It's not sustainable. It bragged about it for a year or in a season. And then that was it. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. Yeah, and they crashed because they kept yep. too much of it and they didn't invest in the help they needed to actually sustain. It's like a martyr compact, the level of complex, care. I feel like, when you're like, I'm making this much money and this much of it is profit. And I'm like, cool, are you going to be around in three years? Also, how's your health? How's your time? Like, there are things that you're sacrificing yeah. for every decision that you make in your business to deliberately have high profits, to deliberately take a loss, whatever it may be. And I just want you to be open up that there are possibilities for that spectrum to be true month over month and year over year. Just because you have high profits mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have a sustainable business. And so I want you to really look at what is making a sustainable business look like for you. What are the levers that need to be pulled in order for that to be happen? Well, and specifically, like, if we're talking about your business has seasonality because you as mm -hmm. a human have seasonality, the amount yep. of help you need also adjusts yep. over time because of where you're personally yep. at. Like we can't just assume you're going to be able to do everything all right. day for the rest of your life. You're absolutely going to hit a threshold where you're like, I'm never going to email a client back <laughs> if I am the person right. in charge of it. You know what I mean? And so it, it may not be mm -hmm. that thing for you, but you're going to start to, it's not necessarily self-sabotage. It's just, you've done all of it for so long mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think you should be open to the possibilities that it's not good to have more right. here or it's bad to have a loss. Like I really think yeah. there's strategy behind all of it. And well, and then not even taking into profits, but just growth in general, like your business also doesn't have to grow every year. Like no, no, it doesn't. Not at all. Not only does it not have to grow every year, but like, why are we holding that as like yeah. the standard of yeah. normal? I mean, I just and your brain knows this, but sometimes someone just has to say it to you, right? Like the effort to go from zero to a hundred is a certain amount of effort <laughs> to go from a hundred to two hundred, right? But to keep doubling that, two hundred to 400, 400 to 800. The effort is not the same. So it is not realistic for you to hold yourself to the standard to keep showing those same year zero through three results forever in your business. No, you're just not. Slower growth, 10%, mm -hmm. 15%, even mm -hmm. less. Hell yes. Oh, like, have a break even year. Like, have a same year. Same I love same I'm okay year. I would love same <laughs> It's so great. <laughs> no, okay. This was probably the one that I questioned mm -hmm. the most. Mm -hmm. Like we mm -hmm. were in this spot. I was like, Emily, what do they know that mm -hmm. we don't know? And I would literally sit there and quiz yeah. her and like literally stare yeah. her down in a coffee shop yeah. for an hour and a half being like, 
What is it that they're doing that we're not doing? What is it that they know that we don't know? What yep, it's always that. How are they emailing their people? What's their freebie? What's their promotion? What are they yeah, saying? How are they, saying how are they promoting mm-hmm. themselves? Oh, we would sit there yep. for hours questioning every marketing yep. strategy that XYZ company was implementing. We would deep dive on their their social media and sometimes even get on their email list to just check stuff out. We had long mm-hmm. <laughs> debates about how different companies were working. And it wasn't even necessarily from like a comparison standpoint, like, oh, I no, want to be like, no. it wasn't about that. It was like, we were just trying yep. to figure it out. Like it was like this desperate desire to understand and what I Mm -hmm. didn't understand because you can get on anybody's email list, but they're never, that's not that they're not going to disclose this, it's not something you're going to find out on their Mm -hmm. marketing channels, but the actual lever they're pulling when you hit a certain stage in business is not Mm -hmm. new marketing strategies. They're doing the same marketing, but labor is the lever they're pulling. They are getting more help. And it is often the only growth mechanism after a certain stage. If it's the right labor. And that was the second point I added here, because this was a thing I wish I could go back and tell myself as well is like, yes, there's a balance of just getting shit off your plate. And that's the typical first thing that a lot of people do. And I get that. I fully support that. Like get yourself some sanity back, some time back. I love that for you. And then we need to look at growing because If you are the only person responsible for sales in your business, no matter what you sell, you are your bottleneck, period. Yeah, period. That's it. And it's it's not always just the act of selling, but it's like the supporting sales. Like so, like as an example, it could be making sure new leads or prospects are followed up within a timely manner. That's an important piece of the puzzle. If you're individualizing proposals or customizing things, having someone on your team who's going to put a pitch deck together or who's going to customize. If you have a lot of retainer clients and then the billing isn't automatic, having someone like on top of invoicing and billing and being on top of collections for you, like that right there is a moneymaker. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like the act of like actually asking for money. That is part of it. I do think a lot of you at some point you need to address that you're the only one. Selling. Yes. Selling. But what are the related activities to the selling process and fulfillment of your client work that you're holding on to too much of? It took us like six and a half years to hire an actual seller in our company leading up to that, Mm -hmm. it was absolutely more client delivery, client experience, customer service, even accounts recovery that all happened prior to that because we wanted to make sure internally things were working really well before we worried about external. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is like, and I do think some people make this mistake too, as they'll throttle up sales Mm -hmm. so much but then they have no support on the back end. This goes back to the like the people who are on often having the too high of profits. They might be able to sell more, but if you're going to totally disappoint people on the other side of that sale, your business is going to be really short lived, my friend. Yep. And 
I've watched companies disappear off the face of the internet because they get ripped to shreds because they don't have the proper yep, back yep. end. And are the chances of that happening to you high, low, medium? It's irrelevant. But what we bring to the attention of our audience and you, dear listener, is that coming into the space of how we impact other people always and forever comes from the service mindset. And so if you are only selling and not serving, it will fuck you up. Period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Period. Period. <laughs> period. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, I hesitate to even say this, but like, dare you too early decide that the actual solution, which is PS, not, please don't do this. Removing yourself so far from the delivery. I could have a whole podcast about that. That you only sell mm-hmm. and then you don't deliver. And you're expecting mm-hmm. your team to. Mm-hmm. I could have a whole mm-hmm. podcast about that. Mm-hmm. It like makes mm-hmm. me mad mm-hmm. to my core. Like not that you can't eventually have a well-oiled machine, but like why on your three mm-hmm. or your four mm-hmm. do you think that well, makes and any truly, sense like. All? This will definitely be a part two because I'm like, of the people listening, like actually listen to yourself. This is all that I'm asking you all to do is check in with yourself. Are you wanting to sell your company in the long run? Are you wanting to create an entire brand around you and your method and do the whole like road show about who you are? If that's what you want, that's one whole thing. That's a whole separate conversation. There is an absolute no shame in that game. But my unofficial statistic is that like 99.9% of you listening actually don't want those things, but you're acting like those things when you want to remove yourself from your client experience and it's hurting you. There are other levers you can pull to get your time back in your sanity. That's not one of them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So early on, and I do think this applies earlier in business too. I don't Agreed. think this is necessarily, this may be one of the few things that I think applies. I think we forget the importance of as we, as our britches get I think, a little bigger. Yes. I think you may leverage it in the beginning and then you're just like, eh, I can go in a hole and it doesn't matter. But who you know, unfortunately. Matters. Well, and it's not even unfortunately because you know, I'm sitting here as someone who's an introvert and I truly like the less people I can know in my life, the better. Like that is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I can feel that is because I know really, really good connectors. So I can know less people. That's true. So they know yeah. more people, <laughs> but I make good relationships no, yeah. with a very small handful of really good connectors, you being one of them. But yes. those who you know matters. It doesn't necessarily it's need not to quantity be a lot here. of people, but it does need yes. to be the right yes. people. And it's not always about, oh, because I think this is where you think, this is where it, your mind goes when you're smaller, is that, well, if I know so-and-so, they'll get me in the room and then I'll unlock nope. some secret nope. that's going to like nope. blow up my growth. It's not nope. about that. I would say most of the time, it's when you hit a certain stage of business and you don't know what's next, it's having the right people in your life that can steer you in the right direction before you make a <laughs> absolutely terrible mistake in your business. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to speed up the process significantly to you finding 
what you mm-hmm. need, regardless of what it is. It could be you need an SEO expert or a tax mm-hmm. strategist, or you even need to figure out that you needed a tax strategist exactly. in the first place. Or like, I can't deny how critical my relationships have been in the long-term success mm-hmm. of my business. And it's not about like, because we're... <sighs> If you compare us to other people in our industry, we definitely know less people. We stay a bit more back in the background. We're not flying to networking events. (laughs) We're not paying $100,000 to be in some room. Okay. That's just not what's happening. But I do know some people that are paying $100,000 to be in certain rooms. And I do hire a lot mm-hmm. of the same people that these other people mm-hmm. to find out about them spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to figure it out. So in my opinion, the connections and the relationships can save you either mm-hmm. a bunch of time mm-hmm. or a bunch mm-hmm. of money if you are willing to listen and put it through your own filter. Because yeah. uh, you can also end up putting these people on a pedestal. Which and we've definitely done really before. So there's mistakes. a healthy aspect, which is why we put our head down and didn't use our connections for so long because we needed to work on our relationship with those connections, not particular people, but how we used their influence in our own business. And then therefore how we felt about the results of that influence. And that was on us, not them. So we needed to do that work first. But it doesn't take a lot of people. It just takes the right people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Invest in your relationships yep. and mm-hmm. it'll work out. I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily about seeking XYZ no. person out to make no. your whole business work. It's not some one person doesn't have the secret that's going right. to blow you up. That's right. not what it's about, but it is about being there for people in seasons where there is no right, benefit to right. you. And again, so you, serve. Boom. Be a real friend. <sighs> okay. So the last one I want to talk about is definitely the one that we've addressed on the show before, but the true, I want to remind you and I want to say it in case your head is going here today, this year, this season, in the near future. No matter how you're feeling in your business right now, you're hitting those mid six figures Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you don't know the secret thing that people are missing. And so what we try to do in times like that is grasp onto the things that we do have control over or the things that we are really good at. And typically just because you haven't yet gotten good at new skills, you result back to you resort back to old skills that you're really good at. And nine times out of 10, the old skill that you're really good at is being a starter and being the igniter, the new idea, the visionary, the fresh person, right? Instead of honing our skills of sustainability, instead of learning things that we don't yet know, instead of figuring out how to either weather a storm or perfect a functioning machine, whatever that might be, the things that we don't know how to do yet, we go back to starting. And what I see time and time again is that people who are on the cusp of something really incredible that they've wanted, that they said that they want, they pause it, they close it, they go, they slide backwards because they pivot 
to an entirely new offer, a new product, a new business, a new industry, a new client or audience or whatever, because that's the skill set that they're really good at. So then we get that high again, right? Because we're starting something new and that's what we're good at and that's what's fun. And we build a new brand or a new audience or a new offer or try new marketing tactics or whatever it might be. And then guess what freaking happens? One, two, three years later, we're right back where we were before. And we can either deliberately choose to not learn new things, or we can slide back again and be a starter again. Well, and the big asterisk I want to put here is even if it feels easier to start Mm -hmm. right now in this season, I guarantee you the getting momentum right now is way the fuck harder than it was the last time. I'm telling you, the landscape is different. You just simply don't have as much reach. You don't have as much visibility. Life is so different than it was when you started your business. And you're going to get so much further faster by really making micro tweaks and being willing to assess what's actually bothering you below the surface. You might need therapy instead (laughs) of crashing your whole business. Like truly. So I'm excited for you because I do think a lot of this takes some Mm -hmm. self-reflection. It does take some growth. It takes some unlearning. It takes some willingness to try new things and especially learn about things that you likely have no experience in. But you're going to wake up a couple of years from now and be like, you know what? It was worth it. It was worth it to learn these new things. And I am excited for you. And please know, truly, I am more than willing mm-hmm. anytime to uncover some aspect of your business that you feel like other people aren't sharing. There's pretty much nothing you could mm-hmm. ask me that I wouldn't give you at least some form of an answer around. So don't hesitate to reach out to us over on Instagram or drop a question on our new TikTok channel at The Boss Project. We'd love to chat.